Welcome to Wannabe Clutter Free, formerly Wannabe Minimalist, the podcast for busy families who are tired of the chaos, fed up with being overwhelmed, and ready to enjoy life again. Each week, we talk about how to let go of the clutter so that you can focus on the things that actually matter. And it's not just physical clutter. We talk about the mental and emotional stuff too, because if it's holding you back, it's time to ditch it. I share what I've done in my own life to declutter, organize, and calm the chaos, but you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's practical, doable, and simple for those of us that want to be clutter-free. You're listening to The Wannabe Minimalist Show with Deanna Yates, episode number 40. I love when we get to these round numbers and wanted to go big for this one. Today, I'm talking about how you can declutter your entire home in one weekend. It sounds impossible, but with a little planning, awesome music, and a great attitude, we can do it. Hey there, wannabe minimalist friends. Welcome back to the show. As always, I'm your host, Deanna Yates, creator of littlegreenbow.com and the Wannabe Minimalist Podcast. In today's episode, we are looking at how to declutter your entire home in one weekend. Yes, it's a big goal. Yes, it's going to take a lot of work. But I think that with a little planning, it is possible. Now, if you're trying to go from borderline hoarder status to extreme minimalist, now, that's not really realistic. But if you're looking to clear out clutter that is not helping you, bring some breathing room back into your home, and clear out upwards of thousands of items, yeah, that's totally doable. The first thing you are going to need is to pick up my quick decluttering workbook. It's completely free, and while you can succeed in decluttering your entire home in a weekend without it, I will be referencing the quick method and the workbook quite a bit, so it's helpful for you to have it in front of you. The second thing is to listen to this episode in full and then come up with a plan. I am a firm believer that failing to plan is planning to fail when it comes to big changes. There are lots of times when I will just dive right in, but with something this big, you need to have an idea for how to make it happen. And the third thing is to bring a good attitude and commit to the process. While a giant decluttering weekend is not for everyone or the faint of heart, I know that this process works. Plus, life is stressful right now. Schools are about to start up again, and there are so many uncertainties. Wouldn't it be great if your home was a peaceful retreat and somewhere that you felt rejuvenated? Now, if that sounds good to you, then let's get to work. Oh, and don't forget you can pick up the show notes and a copy of the Quick Decluttering Workbook at littlegreenbow.com slash 40. Again, that's littlegreenbow.com forward slash the number 40. I am so excited for you and I can already feel the relief that you will have on Sunday night or Monday morning as you look around your newly decluttered home. So let's dive in and talk about the steps that you need to take in order to declutter your entire home in one weekend. For the remainder of this episode, let's assume we are decluttering on a traditional weekend, meaning that we'll start on Saturday morning and finish on Sunday evening. If your schedule is different, please change out the days, you know, of the week as needed. Does that make sense? All right, cool. Let's go. I really like five-step things, so we're going to actually start with two steps to do before Saturday, two steps that you're going to be doing during your decluttering weekend, and then one step that will be follow-up when you are finished. Okay, so step number one, prepare mentally and physically. This is going to be done on Friday or before. You can do this, you know, a week before if you'd like to, but definitely do it at least Friday night. 
Now, the first thing you want to remember is that you didn't just magically wake up with a home stuffed with clutter. It has taken time to get here, and while we are decluttering your home in a weekend, it's going to require work. The more prepared you are for that, the easier this will be. The best thing to do is to commit right now. Know that this is going to require effort on your part and commit to seeing it through. The worst thing that you could do is to start sorting and then get tired and stop. That's because you will have created a way bigger mess for yourself. So choose to see this through to the end. Step number one needs to take place before the actual decluttering weekend begins. It doesn't have to happen weeks before and in fact, It really can be completed on Friday with a decluttering start of Saturday morning. But the more responsibilities you have, think kids, work commitments, recreational activities going on over the weekend, the more planning will be required. Okay, so then let's look at the supplies that you'll need for the weekend because I recommend gathering these things before Saturday morning so you're not scrambling and frustrated before you even begin. So things you will need. You will need trash bags. You will need boxes. You will need labels for your piles of stuff. I do include some of these in the Quick Declutter workbook, so that's really easy. You need a timer. You can just use your phone. You'll definitely need snacks and food and easy things to eat on hand. You'll need refreshing drinks. You'll need an awesome music playlist. I recommend having markers, tape, of course, a good attitude. And then finally, you need buy-in from your family. Now, you can either just get the kids out of the house Hello, sleepover at the grandparents. Wouldn't that be awesome? Or you can line up some activities that they can do that will not require a ton of your time. For example, get your partner to watch the kids, put on a movie, get them involved with a game or have them declutter their room um, with putting things in piles while you work on other spaces. Yes, it will be a mess for you to clean up later, but it will keep them occupied while you are progressing in other places in your house. Cool? All right, that is step number one. Prepare. Do this ahead of time, and Saturday morning can get kicked off with a bang, and it will be so much more refreshing when you are ready. Okay, step number two. We're going to complete the quick declutter workbook. You are going to do this on Friday or before that. Okay, so now that your mind is in the right place, I want you to print out that quick declutter workbook. The workbook includes a decluttering schedule and a room decluttering worksheet, and you'll want to print out one decluttering schedule and one room decluttering worksheet for each room in your house. So you only need one decluttering schedule for the whole weekend, and then you'll need a separate room decluttering worksheet for each room. Sorry, that got confusing. You can group types of areas together like storage closets or bathrooms, but I really do recommend having one for your master bedroom, one for your kitchen, one for your living room, one for your dining room, okay? Now the easiest way to complete these worksheets is to just go around your home and fill out each room decluttering worksheet when you are in the actual room that you're working on. You'll need to think about the purpose of the room and the emotions that you want to feel when you're there. Now if it doesn't make sense to you, or you want more information about why I recommend this, please go ahead and check out episode number 38 where I dive into the quick decluttering method. I also have a blog post on this and I will link to both in the show notes so you can get more information there. So completing a room decluttering worksheet for each room will save you a ton of time during your decluttering weekend. Because when you know the purpose of a space, it makes it so much easier to make a decision about what you want to keep in that room and what items need to be relocated. 
Trust me when I say that it clears up so much mental space because as you're decluttering, I mean, it wears you down. It's tiring to make a decision on every single thing you own. So if you can make any shortcuts possible or know exactly what types of things you need to keep, it just makes those decisions so much faster and you can just get through them and it doesn't take up so much mental capacity. Now, the other part of step two is to complete the schedule for the weekend. And I want you to do this before you start on Saturday morning. I want you to estimate how much time you think it will take you to declutter each room. Now, I want you to try to not take more than two hours per room so that you can stay on task. Because again, we only have two days we're working with here. You know, we're trying to make sure that we can get all of this done as quickly as possible. Now, I want to give you some estimates for spaces, though, because I do get asked that question a lot. And so this is what I would recommend. Again, these are just guidelines. It will depend on how filled your home is with stuff and, you know, what you put emphasis on in your house. So your bathrooms, I'm going to say those are going to take 15 to 30 minutes each. Your master bedroom should probably take about an hour. Your master closet, also about an hour. So I'm not even combining those two. I'm keeping your clothes and your bedroom separate. Your kid's bedroom, that's going to probably take about two hours. Kid stuff is hard because they generally have a lot of it. Living room is going to be about 45 minutes. Your kitchen, probably about two hours. There's so much stuff we all keep in our kitchens. Your dining room, 30 minutes. Usually there's not a lot of stuff there. Um, Your entry and storage closets are 30 minutes each. Now, paper clutter, um, you can keep that kind of separate. I do have a blog post and a uh, podcast episode on paper clutter. I can link to those as well. You can either combine those with a room like an office or a craft room, or you can keep those separate. I will leave it up to you depending on how much stuff you have. And that's all the prep work. So those are the two steps that you're going to use before the weekend starts. So one, prepare yourself mentally and get your supplies together. And two, make a schedule and then a plan for how you're actually going to tackle each room and give each room a purpose. So you know the types of things you need to keep and what you can let go of. Okay, now comes the fun. Step number three, sort everything. This is going to be done on Saturday and Sunday based on the schedule that you created in step number two. So when you wake up on Saturday, I want to make sure that you have all your supplies gathered. I want to make sure that you had a decent breakfast and I want you to have a full pot of coffee on. Get your music playlist going and get the kids occupied because it is time to get to work. The third step is to put your plan into place. Using that quick declutter workbook that you printed out and that schedule that you've already filled out, you're going to start in one room, set the timer and just get to work. I will let you decide what room you want to work on, but the easier spaces are generally going to be your bathrooms and, you know, kitchen because you've probably been in there all morning. So sometimes people just like to dive into their kitchen. Generally, we have a lot of duplicates of things we can get rid of. There's not a lot of emotional stuff in the kitchen. Generally, sometimes there will be with things we've used with cooking with family members and things like that. I get it. But generally, you can get rid of old utensils pretty quickly. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts 
who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. If you like this show, there's a decent chance you'll also enjoy the Shameless Mom Academy. Hi, I'm Sarah Dean, the founder and host of the Shameless Mom Academy. The Shameless Mom Academy is a podcast for moms that centers moms more than it centers your kids. I'm not going to teach you how to make baby food or how to make your three-year-old or 13-year-old stop having tantrums. Instead, I'm going to bring you back to yourself. For the last 20 years, I've been helping moms through growth and transformation. Inside the Shameless Mom Academy, I help you identify who you are and who you are becoming. Look, motherhood is hard. It brought me to my knees many times and sometimes still does. Returning to who I am and who I am becoming allows me to decide how to show up in all those sticky motherhood moments, but also in all my other relationships and in all the ways I show up in my various communities. So come check out the Shameless Mom Academy wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm willing to bet you'll leave feeling a little inspired and maybe even completely fired up. And you'll probably laugh a few times because I promise we never take ourselves too seriously over here. With 700 episodes to choose from, you're likely going to find something that sparks and speaks to you inside the Shameless Mom Academy. So I want to tell you a little bit too about what the quick decluttering method is. Just a quick little recap so you know how I like to declutter as fast as possible. It is an acronym, so it's easy to remember. We're only going to be going through the first four letters over the weekend, and then the last one will be as we go into the future. So QUICK stands for Q, question the purpose. This was the work that you did to prep and give purpose to each space. U is to uncover what you have, and here's where you actually find out what you have hiding away in each room. I is into the piles it all goes. We're sort, sort, sorting everything we own. We're going to use the labels from the Quick Declutter workbook and make a quick job of it. Ha ha. C is to curate your favorites. Now, this is the step where only the items that you put in your keep and love pile that fit the purpose of the room you are decluttering get to go back into the room and you get to organize them and make them look how you want. And then K is to keep the clutter away. Now, the final step is how you keep the clutter under control so that you never have to do a huge weekend declutter again. So how exactly are you supposed to put this third step into practice? Well, print out the labels from a quick declutter workbook or just put the items you want to keep in one pile, toss garbage in the trash can and write donate on a box and toss those items right in. I prefer to print the labels because it is super helpful if you are not decluttering alone and it can keep everyone working together without any mix-ups. Now then, using your decluttering schedule, you're going to look at how much time you've allocated to that room, the one that you're working in right now. Now my pro tip here is to set the timer for about half the amount of time so that you can gauge how much you've gotten done when the timer goes off. And then you'll know if you're falling behind pace and if you need to go faster. Now try to be done sorting through everything with about 15 minutes left that you can use in step four and that's where you're putting everything back into your room. So another hack I have for you is when it comes to decluttering a room is to set a goal for how much stuff you want to keep 
or get rid of based on how full that room is. Okay, let's look at an example. If you are in a room that feels just a little cluttered, you know, it's okay, but it definitely has too much stuff, but it's just a little cluttered. Then 25% or one out of every four things is a good goal to try to declutter and get rid of in that room. But if you are in a room that feels very cluttered, here's where it gets a little tricky. I want you to set a goal of 50% of the items in that room to be decluttered or purposed into a different room. Because if your room is so cluttered, then it's really hard to get anything done in there. It creates a lot of stress. And that's really where the purpose of the room comes into play. If there is a set purpose, it is much easier to know what should be kept in that space. So again, if it's a very cluttered room, try to get rid of one out of every two items. Okay. Now, I want you to remember that we cannot organize our way out of a cluttered house. And just moving our things around is not going to make the space feel better. Sure, it might make that one room feel better, but at what cost? What closet did you fill up? What under the bed storage did you fill up? What other room did you fill up? You need to have a real moment with yourself and realize that we do not need all of this stuff to be happy. I promise. There are people in this world that live with a lot less that are very happy and content with their lives. I traveled the world for about a year with my family And honestly, the only things we had with us were suitcases filled with our clothes and personal hygiene items and a few toys for my child. And we had the time of our life. I didn't need house full of my belongings to feel fulfilled. All right? So just remember that as you are organizing your space and decluttering. You need to make the tough decisions that will actually make a difference in your everyday life. So with speed being a factor here, I want you to resist the urge to sell your items unless you think you can sell it for a high amount, like over $50 or $100. Otherwise, you will get tripped up and the items will never actually leave your home. Trust me, I have done this before and it is a lot of work to sell your items. So these five $10 items, they're not worth it. Just donate them and just... Try to have a positive attitude that it's going to help somebody else and don't have such um, ownership over these items, okay? Now, if you struggle to make a decision on an item, ask yourself the following questions. One, do I actually use this item on a regular basis? Two, do I value this item or is there another reason I'm holding on to it, like guilt or sentimentality? Three, is this item in usable condition or is it broken and worn beyond repair? Four, do I have duplicates of this item that I enjoy more? And five, is there someone in my life who would love to have this item? Now, I'll include all of these questions in the show notes. So if you're not able to write them down at the moment, you can get them at littlegreenbow.com forward slash 40. And that is step number three. That is sorting everything. This is going to be done over the two days, both Saturday and Sunday. It's going to be going through your rooms and just purging, just getting rid of everything. Now, step number four is to complete each room before moving on. And this is done kind of simultaneously. So you are gonna cycle between step three and four over and over and over for each room you go into. So let's say we go to our kitchen, we're going to sort and declutter everything, we're gonna get it all out, we're gonna keep only the things that we love. 
And that pile of the things we love is going to go back to our drawers in organized fashion. And that's step number four. So step number three is organizing, sorting, sorry. Step number three is sorting and getting everything out, going through it all, making a decision. Step number four is taking the things we love and putting them back in a neat, orderly fashion. All right. This is the step where so many people get hung up but not you. Now that you know this super secret tip for succeeding, you are going to breeze through this weekend. So what does it mean to complete each room before moving on? Well, once all the items have been sorted, you have to go that final 5% and deal with the three piles to finish the room. Now that means you're going to take all of the trash and the recycling and take it out. You're going to box up the donation items and you're going to put them in your car, your garage, or some other area that you designated for donations from your weekend declutter. And then finally, you take those items that you are keeping and you give them a home in your newly decluttered room. Now, if there is something you're keeping, because likely you're going to find something in a room that doesn't belong there, doesn't fit the purpose, but you want to keep it. Now, if you come across that, you're going to go ahead and put it in the room where it will function. If you have not decluttered that space yet, honestly, feel free to just put it in the middle of the room or wherever you plan to put your keep pile and move on. Again, time is of the essence here. That sounds super simple, but how many times have you left a little pile here, a little stack of things there, or things to be moved into another room in the corner? I'm raising my hand. I used to be super guilty of this. Now, that's what landed us in this predicament in the first place. So just go with me on this and finish out each room before moving on. That means at the end of the day, when you get to that final room, either on Saturday or Sunday, like you get to close out your like that day and it will feel amazing. There will not be all these loose ends to tie up. You won't have to rush around and like find those little pieces of garbage that didn't get put away or anything like that or thrown away. And trust me, it's amazing. It's a snowball effect and each room gets easier and easier and easier as you go throughout the day. And my last tip for number four is to remember to keep hydrated and eat your snacks along the way because you want to keep that hangry at bay. I mean, this is already a stressful enough process, and we do not need to add any additional degrees of difficulty to the day. You will not be getting an award for going without taking a break, okay? So make sure that you are looking after yourself. Keep bottles of water handy. Make sure that pot of coffee is filled so that you have the energy. Make sure you're eating healthy things throughout the day. And then, you know, honestly, like I would put on a crockpot meal so at the end of the night you don't have to cook dinner and just, you're going to be drained. So just do everything you can to make it super simple and um, just keep up your energy reserves. Okay, so that's it. Those are the steps to decluttering your entire home in one weekend. But I do want to leave you with a bonus tip. Step number five is to celebrate. I want you to do this both over the weekend and on Monday or at a later time, because sometimes Mondays are not a good day to have parties. But you need to make sure that you are celebrating your accomplishments because you totally deserve it. As you complete each room or area over the weekend, just take a pause, look around, take one minute to appreciate the space and the sense of accomplishment that will come with each of those decluttering victories. 
And then as you go forward, I want you also to plan for a big treat when you've completed decluttering your whole home. Now, this is not going on a shopping spree to buy a bunch of things to bring back into your home, all right? Promise me that you will not do that. But things you can do, consider booking a massage, going out for a nice meal, or better yet, have friends over and show off your spacious and neat home. Now, these small celebrations are super necessary for your soul. And like I said, you totally deserve it because after all of that hard work you put in, you need to just tell yourself that you appreciate it. If you want more quick tips for how to keep the clutter at bay, you will find them in the Quick Decluttering Workbook and in episode 38 of this podcast. I'll have links for them in the show notes so you'll be able to find them easily. And that's it. You have done it. And now I want to hear from you. Are you ready to tackle decluttering your entire home in one weekend? Do you think it's possible? Come on over to my free Wannabe Minimalist Facebook group, introduce yourself, and share your thoughts. I'm so excited to hear from you and help encourage you on your journey toward less stuff, more happiness, and an awesome life that you and your family deserve. That Facebook group is totally free, and you can find us by clicking on the link in the show notes or by searching for Wannabe Minimalist on Facebook. I want to meet you there and hear about your journey. Learning from all of you really makes my day and it's one of my favorite things that I look forward to. And don't forget that if you do want to get all of those show notes and links for everything that we talked about, including that quick decluttering workbook, you can find it all on littlegreenbow.com slash 40. Once again, get all of those show notes and all of the links on my website at littlegreenbow.com forward slash the number 40. And before I go, I just want to take a minute and say thank you for listening. I would love to hear from you. Let me know what you enjoyed hearing from this show. And if you had any big takeaways, feel free to tag me on Instagram stories so that I can see what you liked the most. You can also subscribe to be notified of new episodes wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. And please leave me a review if you enjoyed the show so more people can find us and enjoy the benefits of a minimalist lifestyle. That just about wraps it up for this episode of the Wannabe Minimalist Show. Be sure to join me next week for another guest episode. This time, I will be talking to a mom who is just starting her minimalist journey. I had so much fun chatting with Kelsey Sholin from Delight of Mine about how she is implementing simple and intentional living practices into her family life. It was eye-opening to go back to the beginning again, and I know you are going to love it. So make sure that you don't miss it. See you next week. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us 